Let's do it now. Turn up the volume nice and loud. Because we are controlling transmission. You're in the mix with Lil Drummer Girl. With your host, Dawn Marie. Hey, drummies. How is it going today? Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate you being here. I'm sorry it's been a few weeks since my last episode. I have been in audiobook editing hell. Yes, but it's almost done and I'm excited and I can't wait to share it with you guys because I know you're going to enjoy it. So I feel like all this work is going to be worth it in the end, right? <laughs> Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Well, that's what I believe in my heart of hearts and I hope that that's going to be the case. Today we're going to be talking about ways that you must fight against the arts of rejection. A hundred percent pure, unadulterated rejection. Not only rejection about our business, but you know, we also get rejection in our personal lives as well, right? We can get rejected by love and lovers. And, you know, if you ask a girl out or a girl asks a guy, a guy out and they get rejected. And it's never pretty. Rejection is it really, it's like that little knife that goes right into the heart and it kind of twists it around a little bit. But some of the things I'm going to talk about today are how you can actually lessen the blow of rejection, how you can drown out those naysayers that might be telling you how you cannot do what it is you're looking to do, and how you can safely, but more importantly, remain true to yourself and your mission. We have to learn how to deal with it because it is part of life. Not everything's going to be roses all the time, right? We're going to get some things that smell like garbage too. And we have to realize like, okay, how do we make the garbage smell pretty? (laughs) So, you know, when you're in the business of entertainment, artistry, acting, or entrepreneurship, it's inevitable that we will come up against some kind of rejection. Not only will we face it, but we have to learn how to deal with it because we have things that show up sometimes. We have fears and insecurities or worse. We have to deal with the naysayers in our lives because, you know, the ones, whether it comes from your parents, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend or girlfriend, or just your siblings or co-workers. Back to handling rejection. This is a quote from Winston Churchill that I love. Success is the ability to go from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. That is a very hard thing to do. As I'm sure you already know, When you keep getting rejected time and time again, you may start to think that maybe you're on the wrong path, but please don't let this deter you, okay? I remember when I first got into real estate and I'm selling real estate in Manhattan and I was only 19 years old when I got my license. So basically I was working for about five years in Manhattan already at that point part-time when I was in high school. So here I am working in real estate in the village and in Gramercy Park, and dealing with these, you know, high rollers, and all this good stuff, and I'm a kid, I feel like I'm a kid, compared to these people who are in their 30s, and 40s, and 50s, who've been doing it for decades, and here comes little old me thinking, I'm going to conquer the world, right, (laughs) so one of the things my manager told me, because I remember, you know, just trying to get listings, and calling on buyers, and this and that, and not getting my listings, starting to feel that sense of rejection. And he said this thing that I still use to this day, which was invaluable words of wisdom. And he said, you have to go to a hundred no's before you get your yes. And once he said that to me, it changed my world because I knew, all right, let me just barrel through those no's so I can get to my yes. 
I've always been a woman with a mission, and my family and friends could never grasp what that was. They didn't understand what I wanted to do with my life. And as an entrepreneur, it's kind of looked down upon because most people have office jobs and they think of careers as a lawyer or a doctor or what have you. And that's not what I wanted to do. So for you guys out there who are looking to maybe you're in a band and you want to become successful or you're an actor and you want to land a great part on TV or in a movie and have your career take off. Or maybe you're an entrepreneur like me, and it's very difficult because you have to motivate yourself and stay motivated in order to reach the goals that you want to reach. Because you know what? When you do it yourself, it's not as easy as people think it might be. I remember when I was younger in my 20s, and I was modeling, and I was doing dance and theater, and I would go on auditions, and I dreaded going on auditions. I hated it. I hated going on auditions. So whether it was for a modeling gig or as a dancer in a theater production, I'd have to stand in line with a group of hundreds of others, this is in New York City, okay, who were either taller or thinner or had thicker hair or bigger boobs, longer legs, had more schooling in dance, went to Juilliard or studied with Alvin Ailey. And the thought of going up against all of these beautiful people was what I could say at the very least was intimidating. I'm sure you've had to deal with your own doubts and insecurities from time to time, or at some point when you possibly were auditioning for a part or that gig or whatever it might be, because, you know, rejection is never an easy thing to swallow. I say the number one thing about rejection is not to take it personally. Don't let rejection knock you down. It may be difficult to swallow, but the fear of rejection can also stop you in your tracks from reaching your goals and your dreams. You got to shrug it off and not take it personally when you get that no, no thank you, instead of that yes that you're looking for. Number two, learn how to use your rejection as a learning opportunity, okay? And what I mean by that is, let's say you got a yes from a client, and then now you go to this other person and you get a rejection. Maybe you didn't knock it out of the ballpark this time around. So ask yourself, what did I do differently this time around that I didn't do when you had a win? Maybe you left something out or something that could have been very important that you didn't say or include that really got that first person's interest. And now the second person didn't have that and they couldn't see the same thing. Okay, so think about this. Could you have added something or removed something that could have been useful during that audition or interview? Number three, be prepared and know your client or your target, okay? So if it's an owner of a nightclub that you know that you're going to be meeting, do some research. Find out a little bit of personal information, if possible, about them so that you can have a nice icebreaker and you can maybe talk about something that you may have in common with them or there may just be something that you can relate to them because that's a great way to have a conversation that's not just business. Strike up a relationship and you can actually become friends this way. I've had this happen time and time again with my own 
situations and I found it really useful. So every time I know I'm going to be meeting somebody new or if I'm going even on an interview for a job because, you know, I still need to work uh, jobs that I do to keep me afloat when, when I'm not making the money that I want to be making elsewhere. And you want to have a great connection when you go on an interview because A, they're meeting who knows how many candidates, right? Because I mean, it's not just you showing up. It could be hundreds of people. It could be thousands of people depending on how valuable that gig is. So always be prepared because preparation is king. And another thing, if you have a spiel or something that you're always saying, you really want to hone that down so that it flows naturally and so that it doesn't just sound phony. It doesn't sound like like you're reading a script or something. You want it to sound true and person you're saying is ears so that they can look at you and say, oh, you know what, that's really cool. Instead of like, oh gosh, this person's really like fluffing it up here. And don't put too much pressure on them or on yourself. Remember, if you're going on an audition for an interview or meeting, you know, as I said, these people see hundreds of people a month, sometimes in just a week, depending on what that business is, especially if it's like a club booking think about it. They get inundated with requests for bands to play there. So how do you stand out? Be sure to stay cool and don't become too much of a pain in the ass. You know what I mean? Like if you meet them one day on a Monday, then send them a thank you note. Because you know what? Most people forget the thank you. Everybody wants me, 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 what I want, I want, I want. And they don't think about how they can help them and, and just leave them a nice little note. I prefer handwritten notes and a note card and just leave them a little note. I mean, most people don't get snail mail anymore, especially a card. And you'll stand out with that one little thing and they're going to remember you because those other hundreds of people that came through the door, they didn't even send an email to say thank you. They didn't follow up. They just did it. They went and they moved on to the next thing. So cultivate it because you know what? They may not need you right now. They may say, you know what, I'm going to keep this guy in the file or this this woman in the file here because she was so cool and she was so nice and she was so thoughtful. I really like that. And it just made their heart fill with joy. You know what I mean? So they'll put you in their file so that if something opens, let's say a band cancels because they got sick or something happens or they can't make that gig, then they're going to say, oh, you know what, that person I met on so-and-so, let me go pull their file and go get their information and see if they're available. Because creating relationships is key. It's not just about a numbers game. It's about creating relationships with these people. Because even if this nightclub owner or booking agent can't handle your gig right there and give you that opportunity, they may know somebody else who works, you know, two miles away and say, hey, call so-and-so because you know what? They are always looking for your style of band. But if you can create that relationship, it's really crucial to maintaining your success. So now, if you're talking big talk about big dreams from the naysayers, and we all have them in our lives, whether it's your closest BFF or if it's your husband, your wife, or even your children, okay? Because sometimes people cannot understand what they can't see. Sometimes they need to see it in order to believe it. So if you're talking big talk about big dreams and they just don't get it, they're going to try to talk you out of it. And it's not that they don't want you to be successful. It's just that they can't understand something that they can't see. I found that I've always worked a full-time job and I still had my part-time business on the side. And the only way for me to kind of accomplish any of those dreams and goals that I had for those businesses was to be working on something every day. And even if it was as simple as, oh, I've got to reach out to so-and-so about an idea I have and see if they know of anybody who can assist me or who can direct me into the 
direction I needed to go to, or I know I need to make, you know, 10 letters up and I got to type them up, blah, blah, blah. Even if you just can do the basic body of the letter one day, and then you can start pulling in addresses another, just send out emails, or you just need to make some phone calls to do some research to find out, you know, maybe you're going to be traveling and you're creating a tour and you need to know, okay, which restaurant or bar you want to play at or something. Or if you're a an actor, you may want to be looking into the different places that might offer audition notices, right? Because there are not that many places out there. So you may have to dig a little deeper, especially if it's a, a more remote place. But that's why I love the internet so much, because I mean, you have one question, just pop it in there and it's going to give you a bunch of answers, which, OMG, if I only had this when I was in my 20s and I was doing my stuff with dancing and auditions and modeling, it would have been like so amazing to have that. The only thing we had was backstage and the village voice, you know, it was really limited. But now you guys have everything you can possibly think of out there for you to do that research and get it so quickly. But create a binder or something that's going to put all of that work in to your binder. And I like to create tabs for everything so that I can separate it. So for instance, I have a binder when I do my special event planning and I create it into the different topics. So I know, okay, here's my attendee list is one section. My venue with the contracts and all that is another section. Um, even my food choices is going to be another section. Entertainment's going to be another, as well as any kind of gifts or promotional ideas or materials that marketing materials that I might be handing out through that conference or event. So keeping a binder will help you stay on track and find everything when you need it. So let's say you know you're going on a tour and you're going to go through three cities or something to that effect. So you keep your binder together. You're going to have your contracts for the different venues. You're going to have your contacts uh, for the different places that you've reached out to because you may have a place that maybe was a little iffy and you might want to call them like a couple weeks before you head out to that town to say, hey, did anything open up? But if you have everything in one place, your maps, your hotels, you maybe, maybe you're flying, maybe you're driving. So all of that stuff in one binder. And it's so easy to take it with you on the road. I found that I could just pack it up in my luggage and boom, everything I need is right there. And I do that when I travel on a trip even if it's just for pleasure, I'll, you know, pull all my stuff that I want in advance and look at places and do research. But I put that all in the binder. So this way it's ready to go. Believe me, you're going to love this system because it's helped me out so much. And I don't have to be shuffling through papers. Oh my God, where's that thing? Where's that thing? Because I know exactly where it is, especially if you stay on top of it and you, you know, you put your three punch holes in the paper and you stick it in that binder. You're good as gold. But when we have big dreams and big goals, we need to be working on them every day. And as I was talking about the naysayers, they're always going to be someone that's going to put that little bug in your ear to make you try to go off course. Please don't let this happen to you because I've seen it time and time again where somebody can talk somebody right out of doing this, the most amazing thing that they were going to do with their life because they listen to them. <laughs> Please don't listen to them. Now, I'm not saying if you're ready to jump off the bridge and they're saying don't jump I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about something that you know in your heart of hearts that you should be doing, that it's your calling, that it's your purpose here on this earth to do. And somebody doesn't want you to do it for whatever reason. Maybe it's a selfish reason. Maybe they think that, you know, you're going to leave them if you become successful. As most people think that, you know, they think, oh, they're going to become a famous actor on TV and, oh, they're never going to love me anymore. They're going to leave me for some famous actor or actress or what have you. When you know in your heart that, you're committed to that person and you love that person and that there's no changing that. 
I find that keeping a list of all the things that you need to do, I call it my list of to-dos every day. I've been doing this since I worked for MCA Music Publishing back in the early 90s, and it's really helped me stay on track. I mean, because back then, I was probably getting about a 100 cassettes of demos that would come into my office that I had to listen to and make a license and deal with them or not. And I was also training other people and I was doing like three different jobs, working 80 hours a week. And I found the only way for me to stay organized and to know what was the most important thing to do that day was to have my list of to-dos. So if you're one who doesn't like to make lists, I would say try it because you may realize like how helpful it can be to keep you on task. Okay. If you're not someone who likes to write stuff down and keep papers everywhere, you can use Evernote. Evernote's a great app that you could use. And even if you want to clip stuff from the internet, you can pull it in. It's a really great app that you can get. But I find if you have a large goal, it's a lot easier to achieve it if you break it down into bite-sized pieces. So you can chunk them down, as Tony Robbins would say, chunking, which makes a lot of sense. So if you know you have to do five things for your press kit, when you look at the big picture and you say, oh, okay, I need to get my electronic press kit, my EPK, I need to do a headshot, and I need to write up a, a little bit of a background about me for my bio, or whatever it might be. When you know that you can take a couple of little things and then do them every day, and then at the end of the week, you say, holy crap, look what I did. I did all of this stuff. It didn't feel painful to me because you took the little steps to make the bigger picture. Does that make sense? Okay. Well, okay, you guys, that is about it for today. I hope this helped you. Even if you just got one aha moment out of it, I'd love to know what it was. Please jump over to www.littledrummergirl.com. That's L-I-L-drummergirl.com. And leave me a message and leave me a comment and let me know what your aha moment was. Or if you've had something similar happen that you know this relates to. I would love to hear about it because this is an open conversation. I would love to find out if there's anything else you would like me to discuss or talk about or get information on to cover with you guys because this show is all about you. I want you guys to get the information that's going to help steer you in the right direction to reaching your dreams and goals. That's my goal for you. That's my mission because I'm a woman on a mission and I'm not stopping until we get there. Anyway, I just want you to stay strong, stay true to your dreams, don't let anyone stop you, and don't let yourself stop you, because, you know, usually we are our worst enemies. I know I have sabotaged relationships, jobs, because I had fear. I had fear of different things that I had to learn how to outgrow, change my thought patterns, and just know that if I consistently stay true to whatever it is I believe in, it will happen. And that's the key, is staying consistent, okay? I mean, I'm writing this book. I wrote it three years ago or four years ago at this point. And then I decided I'm going to record it and make it an audio book. And I recorded the whole thing. And I took seven months to edit it because I was working full time. I listened to the final product and I didn't like it. So I went back to the drawing board, I recorded the first five parts, and then I lost all of my tapes. I had it in this couch kind of a thing, and the next thing I know, it was missing. And of course, something that day said, email yourself those final versions. 
And thankfully, I listened and I did that. And it saved my ass because I would have lost those other five recordings. And one of them was an hour long. And you know how long it takes to record just an hour, right? And so, and let alone edit it. (laughs) So I'm still editing. I'm at the finish line here. So if you're interested in getting a copy of the book and you like this episode, this book contains a lot of those things. It's 151 musically inspired secrets to master this thing called life. But it's also going to help you on your business to stay organized, to stay focused, and to really find your true calling and your purpose in life. Because we all have one. It was imprinted on us when we were born and sent down to this thing called Earth. And if you don't know what that is, this book can help you find it. And if you do know what it is, but you're not sure if it's the right direction for you to go, this book will help you because each of the secrets contain an action step that's going to help you really get clear. And once you get clear, then you know your next step. So if you would like a, get a copy, pre-order it at www.lildrummergirl.com forward slash book and sign up there. And I also have a program that goes along with it. But your first step is to get the book because you can't get into the program without reading the book. So order yourself a copy today. I know you're going to like it because there's also a nice little twist to it that I think you're really going to enjoy. And I will tell you more about that as soon as it launches. All right. Well, that's it for today, my little drummies. If you like this episode, please share the love. Remember, It's never too late to live the life of your dreams and leave a trailblazing behind you. So rock on and rock out and I'll catch you on the flip side.